if you would. We're going to be in two different passages of Scripture this morning. Familiar passages. Psalm 37. Look with me there if you would. Psalm 37. We'll make our way over to Psalm 119 here in a few moments. And a look at some things that I pray will be a help to you. We're going to be starting this series. Uh, and really the gist of the series is this. Things that help a church and things that hurt a church. There's a lot. If you were to take a list and you were to put a, a list of things that are going to help a church, you're going to find that your list is, is long. There's a lot that Scripture deals with that, that will strengthen the church and help the church and, and, and encourage us and all that. Then there are things as you make the list and you put on the other side, things that are going to hurt the church. That list is long as well. As you begin to dive not only into a generic answer such as sin, but really get into the heart of the matter and deal with each of those, you'll find that when we generically say, hey, what are some things that hurt the church? Well, sin, yeah, but what, what hurts the church? Well, it's easy for us to say sin hurts the church, but when we say sin hurts the church, oftentimes we're thinking of other people's sins. But then all of a sudden we say, all right, well, let's deal with each of the sins. Then all of a sudden we're praying that the preacher doesn't touch on our sin. Then all of a sudden, they, hey, stay over there, deal with them, but don't deal with my sin. So we, we begin to see in Scripture that there are things that help the church, strengthen the church, and encourage us, and there are things that are going to hurt the church. And so this morning we start off and we begin to see, as we deal with this subject of things that strengthen the church or help the church, let's, let's get right into it, the Word of God. I'll tell you what, I'm thankful this morning for the Word of God. I'm thankful for the effects of the Word of God and how it deals with us and how it encourages us and how it challenges us. And as you come to 2023, look with me if you would, Psalm 37, the Bible says in verse number 23, "...the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord." And he delighteth in his way, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Verse 25, I have been young and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed, apart from evil and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment, and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. Verse 23, once again, the Bible says, The the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Can I share with you this morning, as we begin to think about 2023, you are about to embark on a journey through an entire year where you are going to take many steps. If you were to think about the steps that are going to be taken, I don't know what the average is as far as the steps that you take. I know that while we were back in Georgia for a couple of days, me and my father-in-law were sitting down and he had just gotten a new Fitbit watch and so we were talking about the steps and so I pulled out my Apple phone and was looking at how many steps supposedly today, that day that I had taken and just that day and it wasn't necessarily a, a busy day, it was one of those average days where you're sitting on the couch some, you're out in the yard some, you're, you're walking in the grocery store some, so not really a busy day in the sense of, you know, how many steps uh, in a normal basis would be taken, but uh, there, there was about 4,000 steps in just about eight hours worth that had been taken. And you begin to think about the steps that we're going to take. If you were to take the next week and you were just to, to kind of maybe on your phone or maybe if you have an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or some, some form of keeping track of the steps that you're taking, it'd be very interesting to see how many steps that you are taking every single week on a, an average basis. 
And so you begin to think about the steps that are taken. But then you begin to think about the spiritual side of these steps that are taken. You see, some of us this morning have already predetermined in our heart and in our mind that whatever the Lord has for us, we will say yes. There are some that are here this morning that have come to the house of God and you are, you are in between. You're, you're wanting to do some things for the Lord, but at the same time, you, you kind of want to see some other things that you could do and you could accomplish as well. You see, there's going to come some days whenever you're going to be in the midst of a challenge, whether you're going to follow the steps of the Lord and what He is ordering, or if you're going to say, Lord, no, I don't want to take your steps today. I want to, I want to go this route. You see, every single one of us, there, there are steps that are before us right this very moment that the Lord desires for us to take. As you go to Psalm 119 here in just a little while, you're going to find that as you study the Psalm 119, it's all the, an emphasis on the Word of God. This past Wednesday, we were in Psalm 119, and so this morning, we are going over to Psalm 119, because as you find in your life, if you're ever going to take the steps that the Lord desires for you to take, then you have to fall in love with Him, His Word, and His will. And the truth of the matter is, some of us this morning, while we will acknowledge and while we will say that we love the Word of God, the way that we treat the Word of God and its commandments speak otherwise. You see, every single day as you wake up and you go about your day, you know the commandments of the Lord. You know the, the discernment that the Lord desires for you to have. You know the, the, the direction that He would have for you to take. And every single day we make a decision whether we're going to take the steps the Lord desires for us to take or if we're going to take our own steps. Every single day we're given this opportunity. As you begin to think about today and a new year and starting in the, the house of God, I believe you have taken some very wise steps this morning. Very easily could have been a day when you said, hey, it's the very first day of the year I want to start it by doing what I want to do. But instead, you have made the decision to come to the house of God, and while it might have been what you wanted to do, we all know this is what the Lord wanted us to do. He desires for us to start this year with Him. And as you come to this portion of Scripture, the Bible says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and He delighteth in His way. Some things that are going to, to strengthen the church. We could put a list together, I believe. And as we start that list off, I believe we must start it with the Word of God. Can I ask you this question? We asked this question as we closed out the year this past Wednesday. What are you doing with the Word of God? Today I ask you today, once again, what are you going to do with the Word of God? As you start your year, have you started it by placing an emphasis that you will place an emphasis on the Word of God? You see, it's one thing to read the Word of God. It's another thing to read it and live by it. It's one thing to read the Word of God. It's another thing to say, Lord, I've read Your Word and now I want to act upon Your Word. 2022 might have been a year for some that they read the Word of God, but they were hearers and not doers also. May we determine by the grace of God that we will be a people that read the Word of God and we live the Word of God and we act upon the Word of God. As you come to Psalm 37, verse number 23, once again, it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. As you come to Psalm 20, uh, 37, verses 12 on down begin to deal specifically with the wicked and the enemies of God's people. It begins to deal with their focus on God's people and how they can uh, try to trap them, how they can discourage them, how they can attack them and their future. Well, we come to realize some things that are very encouraging. You see, as you continue to walk on down, the Bible says, Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Verse 25, I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. You know, I remember hearing a message preached 
on Psalm 37, verse number 25, I have been old and now I'm old. I remember the gentleman standing up there preaching and he was placing emphasis. I remember being young and now I am old. That's coming for every single one of us. And as that day approaches, we find ourselves still battling, Lord, am I going to walk your steps or am I going to walk my steps? Every single one of us in this room, you see, the steps that we are taking are, are not only, the emphasis is not only placed on them when we hit a certain age. Young people that are sitting right here, the steps that they take are very important tomorrow. They're very important the next day. As we continue to go down this, uh, this, these rows and we look in the seas, the steps that we are taking are going to play a vital factor in what we do with the Lord and for the Lord. Let me ask you this question. As you start this year, are you starting it with the Word of God? You see, as you come to this passage of Scripture right here, you're going to take many steps. And you have to ask yourself, we begin to see the steps that are taken. We see, as we've placed an emphasis before, that the Lord offers that stability and He begins to hold us up. But as you get into verse number 23, notice what the Bible says right here. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and He delighteth in His way. I remember as I was a young man in the youth department that there came a time in my life whenever the Lord began to order some steps of mine. I remember growing up and playing basketball, and that's all that I did. I only wanted to play basketball. That's all. My, my life was given to basketball. Even whenever I started playing in third grade, all the way from third grade on up, that's all I cared about. Basketball, basketball, basketball. I would play outside. I'd play inside. My mom and, and Rick were just visiting just a couple of days ago. And, and as they were visiting, we were talking about times in the house. And she said, I vividly remember as we lived in a, a, a modular home back in Indiana that there were two boys that set up a little tykes basketball goal right in the middle of the hallway and was playing basketball in the middle of the hallway and, and uh, broke some pictures off the wall. My brother was a bull in a china shop, man. He just, he just had no finesse to him. And I remember talking about that with her, and we were laughing because basketball was my idol, if you were to say it that way. It was my life. And I remember right after I'd gotten saved, the Lord began to say, hey, you've, you've taken your own steps for far too long. I have some other steps that I want you to take. I remember those days as I was wrestling with the Lord and finally came to the end of myself and said, Lord, I, I surrender whatever it is. Lord, I don't understand it. Lord, I don't know where you're going to take me, but Lord, I, I'm willing to do whatever you have for me. Can I share with you that along the, the journey of the Christian life, there have been some times whenever I didn't necessarily know where I was going, but I'm thankful I knew the God that was taking me there. This morning, some of you have entered into 2023 and you are looking back at 2022 and the journey that you started in 2022, you're still on and you're wondering, where am I going? And you're saying, I don't know what this year holds. Can I share with you? You don't have to know what this year holds. You just need to know the God that's taking you there. Have you rested in Him alone? Have you found yourself saying, Lord, I'm tired of taking my own steps. Lord, I'm tired of doing things my own way. Lord, I desire to follow You and to walk with You. As you come to verse number 23, notice what He says. He said He delighted in those things. Well, how did He delight in those things? I found it to be true. And I've heard it many, many years. I remember going to youth conferences. I remember sitting under Bible preaching. I remember sitting in a little preacher boy class in my home church and my father-in-law who was my pastor then talking about these things. But he began to deal with this. You have to fall in love with the Word of God. You see, if you never fall in love with this book, 
you'll never want to do all that this book says we need to do. You'll never want to obey the commandments. You'll never want to follow the steps of the Lord if you don't understand the importance of this book and all that this book offers to you. You see, it's in this book right here where you find the joy that you've been searching for. It's in this book right here, some of the hardest seasons you've ever been in and some of the hardest seasons you'll ever go through. You need the Word of God in those seasons. In those seasons where you're searching some things out and you're finding that you don't have all the answers, can I share with you, it's in this book right here where you'll find the God who has all the answers. We need this book. You see, there are things that are going to help the church. When I'm speaking of helping the church, yes, we're talking about Gateway Baptist Church to a degree, but I'm talking about the people of God. What are some things that are going to strengthen us and help us? We must give an emphasis on the Word of God. Go with me for a few moments to Psalm 119. And in Psalm 119, you find some things that are very true, some things that will help us and encourage us. Because as you go to this psalm here, the entire emphasis is on the Word of God. Some of you might have come to the doors of the church and you do not enjoy reading the Word of God. You just say, I just, I just can't get into reading the Word of God. Well, why are you reading the Word of God? What is the emphasis that you're placing when you open the Word of God and try to read it? You see, I found that whenever I'm trying to read the Word of God and I'm only focused on finding a solution for something that I'm going through, that I oftentimes won't enjoy reading the Word of God. I found that whenever I'm reading the Word of God and I'm, I'm trying to find a fix for someone else's problem, that it's in those times whenever I open the Word of God that I don't necessarily find enjoyment reading the Word of God. But whenever I've opened the Word of God and I have found myself just saying, Lord, I want to spend some time just with you. Your word. Lord, deal with me. Lord, speak to me. Lord, encourage me that it's in those times when I've said, Oh, thank you, Lord. You see, if we're not careful, we only treat the word of God as a solution problem fixing book. And we get ourselves in a great deal of danger when we only run to the word of God when we need an answer for a problem within our lives. But when we run to the Word of God, very simply, with the desire to meet with the God who loves us, who died for us, who gave us this precious book to hold in our hands, and we say, Lord, I don't desire anything just to commune with You. Lord, expound Your wisdom upon my life. Lord, give me discernment. Give me understanding. Give me joy. Give me peace. Lord, give me whatever You have for me. Then you'll find a great deal of joy spending time reading the Word of God. Notice what the Bible says in verse 129. We've been here before. But we ask ourselves once again, what are we doing with the Word of God? The Bible says, Thy testimonies are wonderful. Therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. Look thou upon me, and be merciful unto me, as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Notice this verse right here, verse 133. Order my steps in thy word. Let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. Rivers of water run down mine eyes, because they keep not Thy law. Verse number 133, once again, as you back up, the Bible says, Order my steps in thy word. 
As you come to this portion of the Scripture, you'll find that there's an emphasis once again, as we've already made emphasis on, the Word of God. There's a great deal of emphasis on the Word of God, and there's a lot that it deals with. And as you come to verse 133, and it makes the statement, Order my steps in thy Word, it is something that if you want your steps to be ordered in thy Word, then you must get into the Word. You must know the Word. You must understand the Word. And sometimes, if we're not careful, even as we start this year, some of you might have started this year and you said, I'm going to read the Word of God, but you opened the Word of God, you read it, and you made it as if it was a checklist today. Be careful of that. I could care less. It's a great thing, but if you come to me and you, at the end of the year, say, hey, I read through the Bible this year. That's great, but what would you get out of it? You see, I'd rather you take five years reading through the Bible and you get a great deal of understanding and, and you begin to be changed than to read the Bible and just say, hey, I read the Bible. And if we're not careful, we begin to read the Word of God without understanding that every single opportunity we read the Word of God is an opportunity for the Lord to direct our steps. As you come to this portion of Scripture right here, And we've been here before, and as we place this emphasis on these things, you begin to think about the attitude of the Scriptures and and what you look at the Scriptures for. If we're not careful, as you think about the strengthening work the Word of God can do in our lives, as you think about within your own personal life, how do you view the Word of God? You see, there, there are some people who hate the Word of God because every single time they get into the Word of God, they're convicted about something. They don't want to change this. They don't want to do this. Why do we have to do this? Oh, you've got to make sure you have the right attitude towards the Word of God. And when you come to the Word of God, are you coming to the Word of God with a desire to hear what the Word of God has to say with the intentions of hearing it and acting upon it? Or do you just want to hear the Word of God and just hear? One of the saddest truths is that there are a lot of people that are not Christians that know what the Word of God has to say more than Christians know what the Word of God has to say. One of the things that you'll find that that there are many people who don't like to go soul winning, and one of the things that scares them is that people will ask them questions. Well, here's why people ask questions, because they want to know. They want to know. If I were to knock on Jonathan's door this morning, Jonathan has some questions. He's not necessarily anti-God, he just, he doesn't know. I was watching an interview just the other day of Elon Musk who was talking. Elon Musk just recently lost $200 billion and he's still the second richest man in the world. I don't know how that works, but kudos to him. But as he was talking, somebody was asking him some questions. They asked him if he believed in God. He made this statement. He said, you know, I don't know... If I truly believe in God, but if if there is a Jesus and He is working in people's lives, who am I to stop Him? And they went on and had a long conversation. And at the end of the conversation, I came to kind of evaluate some of those things. And I remember hearing that statement as he said, who am I to stop Him? Elon Musk obviously doesn't understand some of the things the Word of God has to say, but man cannot stop the Lord. He cannot stop God's Word. And one of the things we find is that there are people that are not necessarily anti-God, they're anti-Christians who don't have an answer that they are asking about. If I were to knock on his door, and I were to ask him or invite him to church, and he begins to ask questions, he is seeking some things out, and he just desires that someone would answer the questions that he has. I remember just about a year ago, we were in church, and 
And uh, this is actually longer than a year ago, probably a little over a year ago. And I remember Braxton had been texting me, and he, he had a lot of questions because there were certain coworkers or people were asking him questions that he didn't necessarily know the answers to, but he wanted to give them an answer. And, and, I, and I appreciated that, that so much because it came to a place where he, people were asking him questions, and he was saying, hey, I don't know, but let me get those answers for you. A couple months later, one of his good buddies came to church and ended up getting saved. A couple months later, more people from work came and were visiting the church, and we've seen that. Some of you have had people that have come to the house of God because they had questions. I was just just uh, the other day talking to a church member. And there's someone that is not necessarily anti-religion. They just have some questions, and I gave the advice. Hey, don't try to, to answer everything. Just get them to the house of God and let the Word of God do the work. You see, as we find ourselves placing an emphasis on this, we we begin to realize we don't have to have all the answers because all the answers are right here. What's the Word of God have to say about it? Somebody will ask you, well, do you believe it? Yes, I believe the Word of God. I believe everything that's in this book right here. I believe the promises that are made. I believe the truths that are given to us. I believe the commandments that are given to us, and we must take them. And the Bible says in verse 133, Order my steps in thy word. Some of you this morning have walked to the doors of the church and you're desiring that God would take you somewhere. That God would do something in your life. That God would, would reveal a path for you. Let me ask you this question. Are you willing to get into the book every single day for God to reveal that to you? You see, sometimes if, if we're not careful, we place an emphasis on certain things and we'll say, Lord, I need you to do this. And God says, well, get in the Word. And get in the book right here. As you get in the book, I'll begin to give you some direction. I'll give you some wisdom. I'll give you some counsel. I'll begin to guide your steps as you get into this book right here. As you find placing an emphasis on the Word of God can be a very difficult thing. Why? Because of pride. Pride is one of the most dangerous things in the Christian life. As you go and you look at many of the sins that we will study and many of the things that will hurt the church, you'll find a root issue is pride alone. Pride will keep someone from doing something that they know they're supposed to do because they don't want someone else to do it. And they don't want someone else to say something. They don't want someone else to get the credit. I remember whenever I was growing up, there was a time of rebellion in my own life. And I don't know if any of you went through seasons of rebellion, but I remember going through this season of rebellion and I had a a teacher that was a little bit of a difficult teacher. I was in seventh grade, and at that time in, in our school, I went to Central Middle School, and we had three or four teachers, and we would rotate. And uh, I remember my English teacher was not, was not that bad. I didn't necessarily like English, but wasn't necessarily a bad teacher. And by that I mean wasn't necessarily one I disliked. I enjoyed that class, even though I didn't enjoy English. Math class, I loved math class. But history, this one, one year, I struggled with. And I struggled with it because I was that individual in that, that year where I had gotten comfortable with some things, I had gotten comfortable with some friends, and I liked to push buttons. And this teacher was not one that you could push buttons on. And I remember I kept rebelling, kept rebelling, kept rebelling, and there came some times whenever they would tell me to do something, and because that teacher told me to do it, I didn't do it. Just because it was that person. You see, one of the issues we find sometimes, even in the Christian life, is that our pride begins to take over and we don't do some things because of an individual. 
The Bible tells us right here in verse 133, once again, what are my steps in thy word? And let not any iniquity have dominion over me. I love verse 133 because the statement that is being made at the very end when it says, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me, it's very simply stating this, hate sin. You see, when you love the word of God and you hate sin, God begins to continue and do the work he desires to do. It's in those times whenever we love the Word of God, but we don't quite hate sin. We're playing games with God. We're playing games in the middle. We're trying to to play the Christian. We're trying to play whatever we want to do that all of a sudden we struggle. You see, this book tells us what's right and wrong. Jackson and Holly, right this very moment, we were walking out the door of the the house this morning, and as we were walking out, Jackson, for Christmas, got a, a bunch of football cards. Him and Noah, that was one of their gifts. They got football cards, and so they're talking about trading football cards and this and that. And Jackson wanted to bring his football cards to church. And before we left Georgia, I told Jackson, because he had gotten into the habit of arguing after every single thing that was said, I said, for every time that you argue, this is your warning. Every time that you argue, you will get a spanking moving forward. I'm tired of hearing you argue. And, and so we were walking out the, the house today, and as we were walking out, he said, I want to take my football cards. I said, no, you don't need to take your football cards. You're just going to lose them or they'll get messed up. You just leave them at the house. And he started to argue, and then he caught himself. And so I, and this is why he caught himself. You know this. This is kind of like how the Holy Spirit works sometimes. I'm walking out the door. I want to bring my football cards. You don't need to bring your football cards. But, and I went like this. All it took was the look. And he noticed, oh, oh, dad said not to do that. You see, the Holy Spirit sometimes works that exact same way. We're arguing with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit says, hey, you know what's right, you know what's wrong. Psalm 51, hey, you know the way of the righteous and you know that the Lord desires for you to understand knowledge and understand righteousness and live out righteousness. You don't know that you need to do that, but I want you to do that. Holy Spirit just kind of looks at us. A little prick. We say, ah, ah. And we struggle. In Psalm 133, he says, Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. The truth of the matter is, we don't hate sin as much as we love the word of God. We'll sit there and we'll talk about how much we love this book. The Holy Spirit is saying, if you love this book as much as you say you do, you'd live out this book as much as you need to. You say, you talk a big game. I remember we were growing up playing basketball, and there would be times whenever we would go up against certain teams, and, and they, the, the, the coaches would talk, and they would say things like this, don't talk a big game, just go out there and prove it. I remember, I remember in high school we played, and, and we had a coach, Coach Harmon, he was old school. And he just didn't put up with stuff. And I remember there would be times whenever we'd be talking or we'd be, what we would say is we'd be jawing with someone and it's just talking back and forth. And our coach would just, he'd rip us. He'd say, stop it. Just play. Just play. And a lot of Christians, we talk a big game. Notice these seven things and we'll be done this morning. We'll be quick. Number one, we've placed this emphasis before and I want to remind you to start this year. You must come to the place where you love the Word of God. You must come to a place where you love the Word of God. You know, we sing hymns in our hymn book, Isn't He Wonderful, Wonderful? And we sing hymns talking and dealing with the Word of God. We sing hymns that place an emphasis on the Word of God and, and talk about the promises of God. And we even sing every service to God be the glory. 
And we talk about all of those many things. And as you come to the place where you truly fall in love with the Word of God, you'll not only talk about it, but you'll start to live it out the way the Lord desires you to live it out. I have conversations with people every once in a while, and one of the conversations occasionally that will be had is someone will make the statement, well, I can't do what that person does. I wish I I did those types of things. Well, listen, get along with God and let the Word of God transform you, and you'll start living it without even realizing it. You see, it's not that, that some Christians just wake up every, every day and they say, hey, I'm going to live the Word of God and there's not going to be any troubles. And No, they still battle the flesh. They still struggle. They still go through those things, but they just make a, a consecrated effort to say, Lord, I want to be yielded to You. And Lord, whatever Your Word says, Lord, I want to be obedient. They come to the place where they love the Word of God. You know, I love some things in this life. I love some hobbies. I love going to certain places. I love doing certain things. I love eating certain meals. I love spending time with my family. I love all of the, I love the house of God. I love all these things. But there are times when we struggle. We love all of those things, but we struggle loving this book. And in those seasons where we struggle loving this book, oftentimes it's because we have a spirit of rebellion within us. Those times whenever I've been frustrated reading the Word of God are those times when God was chiseling at some sin in my life. When God was trying to take me somewhere that was uncomfortable. When God was trying to reveal something that I didn't want to be revealed. And it's in those times whenever we come to verse 133 and He says, Order my steps in Thy Word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Can I ask you this question? Do you hate your sin? As you begin to think about that, you say, I hate my sin. What you do with God's Word determines a lot. As you get along with God and you get in His Word, you'll find that the Word of God places an emphasis, a great deal of emphasis, not just on Psalm 119, but all throughout the Word of God on this one truth. You must come to the place where you love the Word of God. As you come to this place where you love the Word of God, not only should you love the Word of God, as He says, Thy testimonies are wonderful. Therefore doth my soul keep them. Number two, you must learn to live by the Word of God. You must learn to live by the Word of God. Notice with me a couple of things as you begin to think about this idea of living by the Word of God. We made reference to that you don't always know the way, but you can rest in the fact that you know the God that's taking you on the way. And the truth of the matter is, the Word of God deals with this and helps us to understand this when He says in Psalm 23, verse number, 20, uh, verse number 2, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Lord, thank You for leading me. Psalm 73, verse 24, Thou shalt guide me with Thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Lord, I need some answers. Lord, I've run to Your Word. You've given me what exactly I've been seeking after. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 30, verse 21, And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it. When ye turn to the right hand, and when ye turn to the left. Lord, I'm seeking your way. I'm seeking your will. Lord, what do you have for me? Hey, listen to the Holy Spirit. Let Him guide you. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 42, verse 16, And I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in the paths that they have not known. And I will make the darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. The Bible tells us in John 16, verse 13, Howbeit, when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you to all truth. 
For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. You see, every single one of us is given the great opportunity every single day to place a great deal of emphasis on this book right here. And while we love to to look up highlights of sports, or we like to, to study certain hobbies, or we like to get better at certain trades, or we like to have certain conversations... Are we neglecting the greatest truths and the greatest promises and the greatest joys we can find in this book right here? You see, this year, you're starting this year off in the house of God. But right this very moment, I ask you, are you, as you're sitting here right this very moment, a hearer and not a doer? You see, the Word of God is something that as you come to, and He says right here, the entrance of thy words giveth light. You're searching for light. You're searching for answers. You're searching for not darkness, but you're searching for the Lord to do something in your life. And as you come to this right here, the entrance of Thy words giveth light. Lord, I need understanding. Get to the Word. As he goes on, number three, we see this. Not only should you learn to live by the Word, but you should let the Word of God lead you. There are times whenever you think about children and you're trying to get children to take a certain step. I think about Jackson whenever he first started swimming and he wanted to to jump into the bay with us when we'd be on vacation. And I remember there'd be times whenever you'd have to, to guide so that they could get that confidence. You see, one of the things that we can find ourselves resting in and have a lot of confidence in is when we rest in this book and the promises within it. You see, I'll wake up tomorrow with a great deal of confidence that the Lord's in control because I've seen how faithful He's been in the past. I've seen His promises, and within His promises that are in His Word, I know that I can count on those promises. And in verse number 131, I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for Thy commandments. He says in verse 130 as well, it giveth understanding unto the simple. You see, one of the things that we struggle with if we're not careful is we don't like to be led in certain ways. There are, there are times I remember in my own life whenever my parents would sit me down and they'd say, listen, I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some advice. And it would be followed up by something along the lines of this. I'm going to give you some advice because I've been there. And I'll tell you, in those times whenever my my stepdad or my mom or whoever was giving me that advice, they'd say, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice because I have been there. What they were saying is this, I'm going to warn you of some things. I'm going to try to provide you some things. What you do with it is completely up to you. But I'm going to try to give you some tools so that you can use these things to benefit you and to help you. And in verse 130, it says, It giveth understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. And there was a longing for the commandments because he was willing to be led. As you go and you study certain passages of Scripture, you'll find that there were some great servants that were found in Scripture because they were willing to be led. There's not a a great Christian of the faith, a great hero of the faith that did a great work for God that was not willing for God to be the one that was leading them. The truth of the matter is, far too many of us care too much about what man thinks that we're willing to have man guide us instead of God guide us. I'm thankful for many of the the great heroes of the faith. I'm thankful for my father-in-law. I'm thankful for some of those others that have been placed in my life that are great examples. But I am very careful that I do not let them lead me, but that I yield my life to the Lord and say, Lord, you lead me. Because man can fail, but God doesn't. Number four, we see this. Not only should you let the Word of God lead you, but you should long for the Word of God. 
I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. You see, we long for a lot of things, but very often we find ourselves just saying, Lord, I'll take the word or, you know, leave the word. If I get to it, I get to it. If I don't, I don't. If we would put as much effort into getting in the word of God as we do it, making sure we check our Facebook as many times as we do a day, we'd we'd do a great work for the Lord. Look, I'm not anti-Facebook. But I'll tell you this, one of the things we neglect is the word of God to all the hobbies we have on a daily basis making sure that we're up to, to date on the scores and making sure that we're, we're aware of the sales that are taking place and making sure that we've got all of these things taken care of to the neglect of our spiritual walk with the Lord because we won't give ourselves to the Word of God. It's a shame sometimes whenever we, we go and we check our, our cell phones and we see how much time we spend on our cell phones. And if you would put as much energy, energy into how much time you spend on your cell phone into the Word of God, could you imagine what God could do? I believe we'd see some Christians that are on fire for the Lord. Not only do we see that we should long for God's Word, number five, you should desire for the Lord to look upon you. Notice what the Bible says in verse 132. Look thou upon me, and be merciful unto me, as thou usest to do those that love thy name. You see, when God stops looking upon your life, you ought to be worried. You ought to desire the Word of God to convict you, and to change you, and challenge you. You ought to desire for the Lord to look upon your life, and not only that He would look upon your life, but that He would see you found faithful. I pray that whenever I die, the Lord will be able to look at me and say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I pray that He'll find me faithful. Because there are days when I wrestle, and there are days when you wrestle, and we need the grace of God to do these things. Number six, I want to encourage you to act and ask the Lord to lead. Act upon it. You know, we contemplate asking the Lord to lead us a lot of times. Lord, I kind of want you to know, no, just ask. Just do it. Just dive in. The Bible says in verse 133, order my steps in thy word. Don't contemplate. Say, Lord, I want you to lead me. There's going to be a great deal of, of time this year spent on, Lord, what do you have for our church? Where are you taking us? What do you desire for us? And it's not going to be seeking only counsel from godly counsel, but it's going to be seeking this book right here. Lord, what do you have for us? And in your own personal life, you're going to be praying about some things. And you're going to be starting this year taking some steps. Would you start by taking the first step to giving yourself to the Word of God? Number seven, we see this and we're done. Hate sin. Hate sin. The Bible says in verse 133, once again, And let not any iniquity have dominion over me, Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant and teach me thy statutes. Rivers of water run down mine eyes because they keep not thy law. Can I encourage you this morning as you start your year that you would give yourself to the reading of the Word of God as the Word of God deals with sin that you would hate it as much as God hates it. I'll pray that we would get back to the place in our lives where we blush whenever sin is taking place around us. It's a sad, sad place in our, in our society whenever Christians really do start to fit into this world. And we're seeing it more and more. May 2023 be a year of renewal. May 2023 be a year of removing some things. May 2023 be a year where we say, Lord, I'm resting in You, and Lord, I'm anchored in You, and I'm anchored in Your Word, and I'm anchored in Your will. Lord, whatever You say, I will do. Lord, I don't know where You're taking me, but I'm so glad I know the guy that's taking me there.
Every single one of you have set some goals this year. May one of your goals be, Lord, I want to be found faithful to the Word of God. Lord, we do thank You this morning. Lord, we thank for all that You've done. We thank for who You are. Lord, we need You. We need this book. Lord, help us to stop neglecting it. Lord, far too often we go about our days and we go about our path and we go about our future to the neglect of the Word of God and what You have for us. And Lord, I pray that You would get a hold of Your people. Lord, that You would guide us and direct us. And Lord, that it would start by giving the emphasis on the Word of God. Lord, we know what's right, we know what's wrong. May 2023 be a year where we say, I'm tired of living in sin, I'm tired of handling sin, I'm tired of a being in sin. May we get into the Word of God, and Lord, may the Word of God change us and challenge us and affect our lives. Help us, Lord. We'll thank You for it. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.